Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott and Sarah and Spencer Bauer are with me today. Hey, guys. Hey, Scott. Hey. Do you guys know Sarah and Spencer Bauer? Oh, wait, they can't. They can't answer me. <laughs> um, Sarah and Spencer, Spencer are relatively new to Cornerstone in the sense that you've been here a year? Yeah, about a year and a half. Year and a half? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they became members uh, maybe six months ago, a year ago? It was last summer, so a little over a year ago. We were with the video group. Was it the, oh, that's right. We were the We, we, do. the we do video. Yeah. Yeah. We sent in like a three second We uh, Do. We do. Yep. Oh. I'll be oh, honest. The good we, old days. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. We took multiple takes of that, you know, how to get the right the right tone and inflection there. Not not too excited, not too sad. But. <laughs> we probably overthought it a little we bit. We did, yeah. <laughs> I, I think there were numerous people who judged your we do as it flew, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As it flew yeah. by. <laughs> we were the weird we do. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah and Spencer are also um, what our newest, one of our newest partners, ministry partners, as we um, are partnering with them as they are engaged in ministry on college campuses here across L.A. Um, with Bridges. And so we're really excited about that and wanted to give you an opportunity just to get that, get to know them a little bit, get to know a little bit about their story and um, a little bit about Bridges. But maybe just start background. Um, how, how long have you guys been married? We've been married for four and a half years. Got married in May. So it'll be five years this coming May. Where, where were you when you got married? We were... Where were I, you living? We were in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, yeah, we got married about 15 minutes from Sarah's hometown in southeast Kansas. So you're both from Kansas. Mm-hmm. Did, you grow up, from... did you grow up in the same town? No. No, we grew up about two hours away from each other. But then we met the end of our time in college. Um, so we both went to Kansas State University. My grandfather went to Kansas State University. Oh, no way. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know him? No. No? I oh, so. Okay. I think we might have missed him. <laughs> Maybe different uh, graduating year there. He did. This, this was the like long, that was, that was, that's the one connection I have to Kansas State University. Yeah. But yeah. Family alma mater. Very, yeah. He's very proud of it. Yeah. There's a lot of pride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, how, so um, you met in, at Kansas State. Were you, were you Christians at that time? Like how did, how did you, when, when did you become Christians? Uh, yeah. So or is I, that a complicated question? <laughs> I mean, there's always, everybody has a story yeah. for that. Uh, I grew up going to church, but I'd say I started following Christ, uh, the summer before my eighth grade year. Um, so I came into college, okay. uh, already following Christ and already kind of established in my faith. Mm-hmm. For me, it was kind of similar, maybe a little bit different. I grew up in church also and, um, prayed the prayer when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I would say maybe lordship happened in college and mm. maybe it was like a personal decision my freshman year mm. when I got to know another older girl and realized, you know, we both called ourselves Christians, but our lives look different. Mm. And so that was a big part. Okay. So I, I think that's really meaningful and I really resonate with that. I think that some people listening might not know what you mean when you said mm-hmm. lordship happened. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah. I think for me being a Christian, um, meant following rules maybe mm. and, and knowing a lot of things when I was in high school and kind of growing up. But then there was a heart change in college that mm. happened and a surrender that happened mm. too. 
at the beginning of beginning of college. And I think part of that, I had the freedom, you know, for the first time to choose that or not. And mm. maybe for a little while, I kind of was running from the Lord and mm. made the decision to surrender everything. My, I think it was a spring semester, my freshman year. Mm. That's, that's interesting. That I, I have a similar story that that's, it was my, the spring semester of my se- of my freshman year mm. in college when um, the Lord, uh, yeah. I felt like he was just saying to me, like, you knew all these things. Mm-hmm. So now what? <laughs> right? Like, what is, what does this life actually look like? So mm-hmm. mm, that's really sweet. What? And so then you met at the end of college at Kansas State, did you say? Yeah. So we were involved with the same campus ministry, but it was really big. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and so we actually didn't really meet until probably our senior year. Our also, first senior year. Yeah, we also had two we had senior two of years. Those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did did you like f- purposely fail your senior year so you could spend more time together? Is that what? <laughs> no. you're, like, you're like, hey, this is a great relationship. I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we were f- actually friends for a while before we didn't start mm-hmm. dating until a year Maybe after like, we graduated. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, a year after we graduated. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And were were you still there at Kansas State, or like in the area? No. Uh, so let's see, we, we were part of a, that big campus ministry. And so mm-hmm. we, we were just in different friend groups, basically. Like I was in the dorms, Sarah was in a sorority, Sarah drove like a big black truck, which was intimidating. And I didn't know how to talk to girls at that point. So it was probably good that we met a little bit later on. I think we both had some maturing to do. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, we both graduated the same year and went and joined, um, we were part of a different ministry before Bridges for about four years. And so I think it was b- both of getting involved with that organization. Which is called the Traveling Team. Yeah. Um, when we were students. And so I think that's how we really got mm-hmm. to know each other. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, cool. So now you're a part of a ministry called Bridges. Mm-hmm. What What is Bridges? Yeah, so... Bridges is a campus ministry for um, American and international students to connect. Mm. So it's actually underneath the branch of Crew, mm. or what used to be Campus Crusade for Christ. But um, we kind of are on our own um, on campus, and um, yeah, we we like to say that Bridges has four S's that are kind of part of like what we do. We have um, social. That's a big need for students on campus to connect socially, mm-hmm. spiritual have spiritual conversations from people from different worldviews, um, service, we serve them like Christ serves, and then student leadership, right? Is that, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to you did it. good. Wow. Thanks. So that's hey, kinda... with, For the record, without notes. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> We've been explaining bridges a lot. <laughs> I think if Cornerstone had five S's, I like I could probably only ever get four. <laughs> sometimes I repeat the same one a couple times. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah sometimes the four S's turn into three S's. <laughs> it is it is on the top of my, our mind though. We're just finishing launch, and so we've been explaining it to students a lot the last oh, few weeks. Okay. okay, and so that's so that's not even just like a ethos in who you are, but that that's who you as you present to students, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you offer right. to them. Yeah. This, this social connection, this service connection, student leadership. And then the, the spiritual. Sp- okay, and the mm-hmm. spiritual. Spiritual dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we want to be upfront that Bridges is, you know, started by Christians, it's led by Christians, but it's not a Christian club. And so actually mm-hmm. the majority of our students that are involved are not Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I like to say we, stir, we serve students primarily by being a social resource, helping them connect to other students, but then also a, so, a spiritual resource, helping them answer, you know, the big questions of life and maybe read the Bible for the first time or, you know, maybe attend church for the very first time. Hmm. So were you a part of Bridges before coming to LA? Or, was, uh, or is this like the new connection? You know, we um, we transitioned from that from the traveling team to Bridges at the same time that we moved to LA. Mm-hmm. So we moved to LA because of our work with Bridges. But yeah. I was actually involved with Bridges as a student at, at K State for a couple of years. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I right. wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let, let me ask you about that that transition, that ministry transition. What was it that drew you to? Bridges to want to be a part of this ministry going forward. Yeah, I think uh, Bridges was something, or I'll, I'll just say even outside of Bridges, we felt God just using international students in a big way and in our own growth in Christ and helping us see his heart for the world. And uh, our ministry with the traveling team was, uh, we, we would cast that world vision for college students all across the U.S. And we, we traveled full time to do that. And so I think as we were ending four years of, of traveling with the traveling team, we were married at that point. I think we were ready to uh, be in one place. <laughs> and Spencer uh, always says he wanted drawers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wanted to After put living out of a suit, yeah. <laughs> I was excited to have a, a dresser drawers instead of the packing cubes uh-huh. in a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay, so by the traveling team, you guys were living on the road. Yeah, about nine months out of the year, we lived out of a out of a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Sweet. So we it it the name of it is the traveling team, and we lived up to that name. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was really fun. We loved it. It was really exciting. We got to see a lot of the U.S. We just kind of pinball our way from university to university mm-hmm. for the whole semester for like mm-hmm. you know three months at a time, then get to come home for Christmas and then head out again in January. And and what kind of ministry would you do like on the campuses? We would um, go to a campus ministry like crew Uh or navigators or um, Christian challenge. InterVarsity. InterVarsity, Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, we'd share a talk called the Biblical Basis of Missions. Mm. And so we'd walk from Genesis to Revelation and highlight God's heart for the world Mm. throughout the story of the Bible. And then we talk about God calls us to go by going here, reaching international students or going there overseas or sin by praying and giving. So we challenge students to take one next step in each of those. Mm. And so mobilizing people to, and mobilizing students specifically mm-hmm. to global, to global missions, to a global heart. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So how, how did that, I mean, how, I imagine doing that, you did that for four years. Mm-hmm. Like how, how did that, you know, the repeating of that, that message, the teaching of it, the seeing students respond and things like that, how, how did that shape your own hearts or life directions or ministries or desires? Yeah, that's a great question because people would ask, like, man, you, you talk about the same things night after night. You, you talk about the same opportunities, the same Bible verses. And so they asked, does it ever get old mm. or dull or just routine? But I think it, the opposite was actually happening for me because it, it wasn't just a one-time thing where somebody showed me God's heart for the world from mm. cover to cover, but it was something that I had to I had to reconcile with every, you know, several nights a week. Mm. And uh, I I think God used, man, seeing it throughout the Bible, cover to cover, 
Um, but then also as we travel to these campuses, we would meet international students mm-hmm. um, at the meetings. And God used international students in a big way even before we were on staff with the traveling team for me when I was in college. Because mm. um, it's, it's one thing to see God's heart on the pages of Scripture, but then actually to meet people from the other side of the world who probably come from a place that I've limited to no access to the gospel and mm. meeting them in person. And I think it was probably those two things that um, really get us excited for the international student ministry that we mm. do today. That's cool. That's cool. How, how did that impact your shape, you, Sarah? Yeah, uh, I think, I think, I feel like Spencer might've mobilized me a little bit more to international student ministry at first, just hearing mm. his stories from college and, um, yeah, also the same, like as we traveled, we'd meet international students. And especially that last year on the road, it seemed like God was intentionally putting international students in front of us. Like mm. we met way more than normal. <laughs> I mean, like mm. uh, maybe he just needed to like make it really clear. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just actually seeing mm. the international students that were there, maybe students already reaching their friends and bringing them to campus ministry meetings. And also the lack of people, um, I think really broke my heart. Like, mm. Man, this is an incredible opportunity. A lot of people don't realize it. Like somebody needs to stand in the middle and just like point like, hey, you want to, you know, love people and welcome people. But mm. there are all these people that have no access to the, the gospel, to um, learn about the Bible, to Christians, and mm. they're just right here in your city. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's something that we... We talk a lot about being here in LA and sometimes, I think sometimes in ways that mobilizes to to action and somewhat times you know where people are like okay I, I don't know how what to do with that but we see it over and over again the incredible unique opportunity of being in a place that the nations flock to mm-hmm. right um being in a place that the lord continues to bring and to bring people even from places and in in places and from cultures and even countries that we we couldn't go to Mm-hmm. Right in the same way, mm-hmm. um, or at least not with the, talking about those things with the same uh, ability. Yeah, that's very true. I think one of the things that gets me excited about our ministry in particular is is just that it is strategic. I mean, we do need to send people overseas to those places, and there's a lot of obstacles to be able to go there: mm-hmm. language, government, travel mm-hmm. restrictions, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, even just learning the culture and everything, and all the different systems of that country. But all those obstacles for us they turn around and become advantages for us. They become mm. opportunities for us to, to welcome and to serve and mm. come alongside these students. Mm. Okay. So this wasn't a question I prepped you for, so we'll <laughs> see, 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 but I, in light of that, in light of both that heart that the Lord grabbed a hold of both of you in, you know, coming out of college in light of spending four years in a sense, meditating on, hmm. God's call for to the world in, in light of um, this, the way that that has manifest in this present kind of call and situation you're in. Um, when you think about it, from where you've come from, when you think about how and how and or why the local church is ought to be passionately involved in reaching the the world, um, what what do you what do you imagine that look like? Like, what do you hope that that looks like in the life of a of a local church? <laughs> and that's a huge question. Yeah, but I, I have to imagine you've thought about it. 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I talked definitely. about it. So mm-hmm. I, I would I'd love to just like hear, I don't know, s- s- some of your thoughts about it. Are you talking about more practically? Like what are some specific ways they could? Honestly, I just want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like I'm not, I don't know if I'm like, ta- you know, talking like 30,000 foot level about just yeah. how we should think about it or mm-hmm. practically how we're involved. Like I would, uh, and, and we can talk about this more in this context later in other times, but I mm-hmm. just in light of that and in light of just, where you've come from and, and what the Lord's been doing. I, I don't know. I just love to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah. I, I think uh, international student ministry is a great opportunity for, you know, the members of our church to be able to obey a lot of the commands in scripture mm. and to um, man share the heart of God that he has for all nations. And, mm. and we love being, a, being a part of this church where there is three different languages and people from all over, even just in the context of, of LA, mm-hmm. which can be so diverse. Um, but whether you're thinking about verses specifically related to missions and God's heart for the world, you I mean, go to all nations, make disciples of all nations. Um, I mean, that's a clear command in scripture and they're right here in our backyard. Mm. And, and, and also there's a lot of commands of, of, of hospitality, of welcoming the foreigner, of, of being generous with your time and opening your home. And, uh, man, I, I hope that bridges would be, I guess, a, a bridge, mm. um, would be an opportunity to connect the local church with all these opportunities that we have right on this campus. Mm. Um, and I see bridges as an extension of the church. It's an outreach opportunity. Um, you know, we want to help connect Cornerstone to the campus and to mm-hmm. these students from around the world. And uh, even on the other way around, like we, we, we do have a presence on campus, but we're not the church. We, when we're excited to connect these students to a local church and, um, it's really fun when we get to meet people whose first language is Spanish or, mm-hmm. or Farsi or, or English, mm-hmm. um, that we can connect them to a, a mm-hmm. great community of believers, um, who do speak their language. Mm. I think the other thing with this too is, um, I mean, when you're on the college campus, it's a little bit of a bubble. And so you only are interacting with other, you know, 18 to 22, 23 year olds. Mm. Um, but when you get, a, when you can get them connected and around, like a church community, man, that's multi-generational. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, one one desire that a lot of these international students have is to be around families. They, they want to come and experience America and American culture. Um, and they meet a lot of other people their age, a lot mm-hmm. of their colleagues and classmates, but they don't get into American homes. So they don't get to meet local families oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I totally agree with that. That was really mm-hmm. good, Spencer. <laughs> Yeah. What? Um, okay. So, so you've been here for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It'll be two years in November. Okay. So two, two years. So yeah. So almost two years. You moved here to be a part of Bridges to be on campus, mm-hmm. and then COVID happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, wait. Well, yeah. Well, what was the last year and a half like? You know, in a new city with a new you know ministry assignment to college campuses that don't have any people on them? Yeah, that is a great question because we got here in November and then uh, basically spent the rest of that year just kind of moving in and settling in. And then we were finally able to get on campus in January and uh, we we had like three golden visits to Cornerstone in person before, you know, March, you know, the middle of March. Yeah. Hit. And uh, so about six months of being in L.A., maybe that like first summer, June or July, people are asking like, hey, what's it like in L.A.? 
you know, how's it been? And I, I had, to, I would ask them like, well, which month, you know, hmm. cause November was different than January. January is different. January was different from March. Um, and so it's been just a, I mean, all life, you know, all life has changed, but I feel like it's just been exaggerated ever since we've moved to LA. Mm-hmm. We've moved, we have uh, moved into a leadership position on our team. Uh, some of our teammates have changed. Uh, we spent, a year and a half out of the last two years of being in LA, which was like 95% virtual and on Zoom. Um, this is, we've been here for almost two years, but this is our first in-person kind of normal fall launch for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a baby now. <laughs> so, in a house. In a house, like yeah. it's, uh, there's been a lot of change, I'd mm-hmm. say, yeah. <laughs> in terms of ministry though, I think you're kind of asking about bridges and mm-hmm. the pandemic. We we had to kind of just throw the rule book out, out the window, mm. just like everybody did, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was, we just tried lots of different things on Zoom. We did game nights. We mm. did um, online mm. ads for a little while, tried to join different Facebook groups to meet students and mm-hmm. God worked through it still, but it looked a lot different than mm. what we're doing right now. Even uh, working in different time zones, we had to move the mm-hmm. time of our meetings because some of our students still wanted to be involved, but now they're back in their home country. Mm. And it might've been like a 12 hour time <laughs> difference. So we might have had our normal meeting in the evening, but that would have yeah. been like early morning for some of our students. Yeah. So you were like waking up at seven o'clock in the morning to have, have, have game nights. <laughs> we, we would uh, we'd find a, a healthy meet- middle, I think, <laughs> for both of us. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then what, What's the, what's this year looked like? I mean, you're a month in, two, two months in at this point? Yeah, let's see. We're about a month in, month and a half in for SC and then UCLA just started just, started, yeah. just the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's that been like? Yeah. Well, we had no idea what was going to happen because all summer the universities were sending out all kinds of different things, you know, about guidelines. We're like, okay, let's not get our hopes up, you know, <laughs> but we are in person. Yeah. We're on campus. And there are guidelines, but we're able to meet and gather. And um, we did a ton of flyering at USC the first few weeks. And then we had our very first kickoff event and 200 students showed up. Oh, my gosh. And just to give some reference, like, I think, at least since we've been here, I think our team has seen lots of different numbers, but never that big. Maybe 50 was the biggest meeting that you and I have been to, Spencer. Mm -hmm. And um, we had dumplings and samosas at USC for free. And so, yeah, and we 200 just, students showed up, 200 students showed up in the courtyard of the URC, the oh, religious man. center. So, and it's, it's held out pretty much at like maybe mm-hmm. 130, 150 every week at USC. And then this last Friday, maybe we had about a hundred students at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think it'd be fair to say that we were amazed, really encouraged, but also uh, fairly overwhelmed because yeah. <laughs> uh, we're on a staff team of six and most of our team is actually part-time. Um, so I think now we've just been kind of in a blitz mode hmm. of with launch and now we're just looking to try to make the most of this huge turn- student hmm. turnout. So over, over the course of the semester, as you're, you're trying to engage with people socially, spiritually, I'm, I'm going to remember, I'm gonna, by the time the end of this call, yeah, I'm going to yeah. remember all the, all, all the essence, but socially, spiritually, um, how do you, what does that look like? Like how, how do you do that with 130 students? <laughs> uh, at each, how do you do it with hundred students at each campus? Yeah. So we, um, you can of, say, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't know. 
Well, I, I think uh, I think a, a recurring phrase I've been encouraged on our team with is that we are we are building the plane while it's flying mm-hmm. right now, um, mm-hmm. because we are really excited about you know the student turnout, and I think it, a little bit of it is just this cultural moment that we're in where. Um, you know, we essentially have like two freshman classes and mm. people are, have just been dying to, to be able to finally be back in person and find community and everybody's really excited about it. Mm. So we, we have um, kind of a, a large group event on each campus, um, Mondays and, Monday and Friday nights. Um, and that for a lot of students is probably like the front door, kind of the first impression of our ministry. Uh, we call it Bridges Living Room. Mm. Um, and we do a dinner and discussion and, and so it's not like your typical campus ministry, worship night, prayer, message sort of thing. Um, we, we really just want to create kind of a, a home away from home community for these students. And so uh, we, we kind of base it off of like, you know, a family dinner table at night. Uh, so they can come, we'll have a meal uh, from different parts of the world. Like mm. we'll, we've had Indian, we've had Chinese and American, of course. Mm. Um, Food. Food wise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also have a lot of Indian and Chinese students. Right. Right. I guess I didn't clarify that that was that was the cuisine that we have for that dinner, uh-huh. uh, and they can come and um, and then the second half of the night we we have some sort of guided discussion, um, and so that's where we can, you know, begin to introduce spiritual topics or maybe uh, a story or parable from the Bible, mm-hmm. and they've never read the Bible before in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other thing with that is, well, we we also want to give our students an out. You know, maybe they are coming, and they're just not ready to engage in spiritual things. And we'd love to be able to like build a relationship with them, where the to the point that they do trust us, and there is there is a safety for them to be able to explore the Bible and what it means to follow Christ. And so, mm. so we'll have a, a spiritual discussion and then a cultural discussion for that night. And from that, you know, that's that's kind of our, our our team event. And from that is where each of our staff can can start to build uh, individual relationships, personal personal relationships, personal ministry, where we can follow up with the students later and get lunch, get coffee, start to see them on a, a regular basis. And mm. and from that, we can uh, you know encourage them to uh, start thinking about some of the bigger questions of life and their purpose and maybe what their spiritual background is. And um, we, we're just now starting in the last couple of weeks, starting to form these Bible reading and discussion groups, mm-hmm. which are for non, non-believers, mm-hmm. non-Christians. Um, I, had, I had a student uh, one time ask if, uh, if, he'd, if I'd sit down to start reading the Bible with him. And I said, oh yeah, of course. And then he, he, he stopped me and he, he said, but I need, you to, I need you to know that I'm not a Christian and I've never read the Bible before. Is that okay? Mm. And I was like, you know, I, I was honestly on the inside pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I played it cool. <laughs> You're like, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? No worries, man. That's fine. You know, we'll just sit down and I'll make an exception. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And so a lot of our kind of the weekly events are those dinner and discussions and then some of those smaller mm. groups where we can get into spiritual topics. That's cool. So what's navigating this new entry point this new season like as new parents (laughs) crazy (laughs) (laughs) i guess i don't know it's this is funny timing i think to have a baby (laughs) but the lord knew best (laughs) Uh uh um i feel like the lord's been teaching me through this time that uh, you know i have um 
a lot of like weaknesses and I have limits even more than I knew before. Mm. Um, I do, I have more, <laughs> more limits than I ever have before having a baby, but, um, I am really thankful with this job. We're able to bring her along mm-hmm. and that's been really cool. Even just in, in ministry, having family ministry and, um, our students love Nora. Um, mm. our daughter's name is Nora. She's a little blue eyed baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of them haven't been around anybody with blue eyes before. So (laughs) she's kind of a fun, um, fun little baby to have around. But, um, but yeah, I think, um, just learning, you know, it's okay to step away from things for me and it's okay to go home early. Um, Mm -hmm. I've I've had to let go of that, I think. Um, but also the Lord has been faithful to use the time that I have had, um, to connect with students still. And Spencer Mm -hmm. also lets me kind of, we tag team a little bit. Like if I want to meet with a student individually and have a little more, focus conversation then mm-hmm. I'll go go to campus by myself but mm-hmm. yeah how how old's Nora now she's she'll be four months tomorrow oh my gosh yep. she's pretty great it goes quick <laughs> man I feel like every morning I go to wake her up and I'm like oh my gosh you're bigger yeah <laughs> yeah I feel it's the really same fun. thing about my 15 year old the um we were just talking the other day Laura's like we need to get the boys new beds. I'm like, what do you mean new beds? Like they're beds. Like, <laughs> she's like, I'm not sure they, they, they fit. <laughs> Got some uh, feet hanging off. Yeah, the exactly. Ends. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, my feet always hung off the end. <laughs> she's like, it's a, be- it's a bunk bed with like an end, right? Like you can't hang anywhere. I'm like, Oh, all right. So anyways, yeah, actually I might need to talk to you about, about the, the campus hookup. Cause I, I know that on campus, like in colleges, they have extra long twins, mm-hmm, like extra right. long bunks. That's mm-hmm. true. I can't find them online. Huh. So anyways, that's not what this podcast is about, but I'm telling you, <laughs> you're connected to college students. So we're going to, you know, I don't we'll know. figure this out. Where, where do these extra long yeah. bunk beds come from? There's like a secret <laughs> Facebook page. The, right? like a I, underground Craigslist. I just feel or, like if I keep at, if I keep mentioning it to people, somebody's going to be like, <laughs> I know I've got, I've got to hook up. <laughs> so, okay. So how, um, so this is, I mean, an, an exciting year in all sorts of, ways a new year in all sorts of different ways how, how do um how can people in i mean you said that you, you, your desire is to see bridges be a bridge to the local church as well right to be a facilitator of just this this unique outreach that i'm so excited the lord has you doing what what are ways that people even in the local church can be involved like are there ways for people to be involved is this kind of like a well you know if you see us with somebody on a sunday just say hi like or like there are ways people can be more tangibly involved totally yeah. yes that's <laughs> a ways their eyes both just got really big that, that's a definite yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah some maybe specific ways that it depends on what people want to do what you're comfortable with or what you would get excited about um i mean people come to our our weekly meetings um, we actually had a community group reach out to us uh, a couple weeks ago and they came on Friday. Shout out to Linus's community group. Mm. Um, they really served us at UCLA this last week and um, they helped serve food. And then they also sat down at tables and helped with this discussion that we talked about too. Mm. So if you get excited about that, reach out to us. Um, if you live closer to UCLA or USC, um, or maybe it works out when you're scheduled to come a different night. Um, and then also we need help preparing food sometimes. So if you mm. get excited maybe about cooking for a big group or catering a meal in, want to serve the group in that way. Mm. Um, Spencer, you want to talk about Thanksgiving and the yeah. camp out too? <laughs> There's a couple yeah. other. 
And then we have some um, more annual events, like we are doing a uh, fall overnight trip uh, later this month in a few weeks. Uh, we're taking a bunch of students out to uh, campground uh, north of Malibu. Mm. And uh, we're still planning that and figuring out what exactly that's going to look like, but we could definitely use uh, volunteers to help transport students and to engage with students there or, or even help with setup. And I just learned Pastor Matt likes camping. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't know this. You know, I'm just saying. And and he told me, you know, his, his wife isn't nuts about camping, but, but he told me, but no, 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 I like camping. So this might be a good opportunity to <laughs> test that theory. Yeah, it's interesting because I think between me and Sarah, I'm probably the bigger camper. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just like a fun way for our students. Are you going camping, camping? Where are you going to like a camp like with you know cabins and stuff? Cabins. Sarah would oh, know okay. this. Yeah. yeah, I'm ironically I'm the one. No, yeah, I'm the trip, I don't like well, camping. That's why, and that's why you're in camp at cabins. You yes. camp, yeah. yeah, yeah. So actually, maybe that was a, a good thing that you're in charge of planning it because yes. then. There's that's bathrooms. Good. That's that's a big thing. Win too. win. Yeah. yeah, there will be bathrooms. Cool. There will be showers. Mm-hmm. Mm. So um, anyway, so so that's something you're doing in the fall. That mm-hmm. if people yeah. want to be involved, it's a way to get involved. Yeah, that'd be a, a really helpful way to do that. And then the second thing that we'll be doing, even just this fall, is uh, a Thanksgiving pairing program where mm. we, um, you know, connect students on campus with local families, and the families just. Uh, we just ask them to set an extra place, you know, an extra chair at their Thanksgiving table or with, with whatever they're doing for their family mm. and be able to invite a couple international students in mm. to join them. Um, mm. And so obviously that'll be the the week of Thanksgiving at the yeah. end of, of November. Wow. That's what a cool opportunity. And, and I, I mean, I, I love this. This is why one of the reasons why I'm so excited about what you guys are doing. I'm so excited you're here. Um, partially because of just the, like we talked about the strategic nature of fulfilling our call as a community, as a church to reach the nations and to do start with that here to continue to facilitate the, the reaching of people here and the sending out of, of others. Um, but also because I, to, to my estimation, the best type of parachurch relationship, the best type of parachurch communities are the ones that uh, facilitate and provide opportunities for the life of the church to, to, to make connections and to be a part of reaching out to communities and facilitating this type of disciple making that otherwise they just wouldn't know how to, right? Wouldn't know how to start. And, and parachurch at its best Mm -hmm. is setting up opportunities for the local church that otherwise they wouldn't have. Um, And I think there's just so many opportunities here, right? Whether it's yeah. uh, the weekly meetings and just be having a hard to have conversations with, we, we just talked about how the nations are flocking to our city, to this area. And so many people are like, that's incredible. What a great opportunity. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how I would ever take advantage of that opportunity. I don't know what that looks like, but even just something simple as, as, as simple as helping to serve some food and have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? Is like an incredible opportunity something as simple as setting an extra chair or two at thanksgiving and um allowing that to be an opportunity to to build relationships and see what the lord does with that um yeah there's always more no matter how big (laughs) (laughs) no matter how big our bridges team might be there's always going to be more opportunities there so it's it's definitely like I, i feel like sometimes People want to like pit the church and the parachurch against each other, but man, mm. this is 
it's a, it's a win-win because it no, helps. absolutely and uh at its best it's a it, it's win-win like that at its best this is what it it looks mm-hmm. like right when we get to um yeah see see those opportunities for the lord and facilitate particularly the the outreach mm-hmm. into communities right the evangelistic opportunities and conversations that um otherwise i think oftentimes people don't they don't even have the context mm-hmm. to have Right, even if they have the heart or the desire and even the ability and knowledge, it's just like, okay, what is that? How do we make those connections, particularly in a city that's so kind of isolated and, you know, um, yeah, yeah, difficult in some of those ways. And for a lot of people, you know, like maybe taking a trip overseas just just sounds daunting, or there's different obstacles for that. And so, man, one of the things I love about our ministry is that it is right in our own backyard. It's mm-hmm. right here in our own city. Mm. And so for a lot of people, it's a great first step, you know, may, oh man, I'd love to like interact with somebody with a totally different worldview than I have, mm-hmm. but what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, I, I hope that our ministry can provide some of those practical opportunities to do that. Mm, that's really exciting. It's really exciting. All right. So if people wanted to be involved, what's like, what's the easiest way to get in touch with you guys? Uh, yeah, you can email me, um, at spencer.bauer at bridgesinternational.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost just blanked on whether it was com or dot org. It's com. com. It is dot com. So yeah, spencer.bauer. Spencer. How do you spell Bauer? B-A-U-E-R. Okay, spencer.bauer yeah. at bridges. Bridges. Inter- international. International spelled out. Interna- yeah, the whole. Right, yeah. We're going to make sure we make sure you're going to get it all right. Spencer.bauer at bridgesinternational.com. Or... Or you could grab them on a Sunday. Yeah. Right. Sarah and Spencer are here. I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, we're, we're, we're around. all around. Exactly. Like, you know, ask one, ask, ask somebody, ask a pastor, ask somebody to introduce you. And, yeah. um, there's lots of, we typically come to the 11 o'clock service. We, we try to get a nice shady spot underneath the avocado tree. Mm. We'll have our Sweet. Nora with us. Our Nora. <laughs> our, our baby Nora with us. Mm. Um, I, I'd say look for the person with the, you know, four month old, but. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Right yeah, yeah, now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. It's gonna be super easy. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty fun. Uh, we were excited to see the. Uh, oh, I was like, oh, Sarah, like our, our baby was born, and now there's a flower like up in the front of the of the sanctuary. And then that that Sunday, they announced three babies were actually born. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I think Nora's gonna be in good company as yeah, she as yeah, she grows up. Yeah. Here. That's awesome. That's I think awesome. the the other way this might be easier to to get in touch is uh, to go to our website. Mm-hmm. which is bridgesla.net. Mm. And that might be a little bit simpler than bridgesla.net. bridgesla.net. And there's yeah. even a, a tab, a page for volunteering. Cool. cool. And, yep. Can get bet, in touch with us there. I bet you could have a, a simpler email address like Spencer at you know, bridgesla.net. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Who do we talk to about that? I don't know. Yeah. Bridges International, all written out, does yeah, normally like, you takes know. Takes up a... I, I mean, I always put, you know, I always... Keep track. I, I think of everything in Excel sheets. Like I keep track of like different things in an Excel sheet. That'd mm-hmm. be a really like it big would definitely cell. flow into, it would the, flow next into the next cell. I'd have right. to like expand yeah. it, and then I wouldn't be able to see what's next. Right. And, yep. Anyway, it's okay. It's okay. It's a great. It's a great. I don't. I don't mean to like you know <laughs> dog on your email address. It's a great email address. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could uh, just do first name and then abbreviate it. Like <laughs> was it Scott at Cornerstone WLA? I'm just saying it's it's a simple. That'd be good. It's a simple formula. <laughs> yeah. Um. But okay, so you can get get to know Spencer and Sarah. Those are just some ways to get involved. How how can we 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 just talked 
today about the power of prayer and about the mm-hmm. power of how really the most powerful thing we can do for you is um, lifting you up in prayer and asking our people to commit to you in prayer. How maybe from each of you, how can we be praying for you particularly during this season? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lots of different ways. I feel like, mm. um, man, I think for me personally more right now, like you mentioned earlier, we're kind of transitioning to figuring this out as parents. Mm. And, um, I think just immediately rest, um, Nora's mm. great. She sleeps through the night right now. Mm. So that's been totally like amazing. God was merciful to us in that, mm. I think, mm. but just resting well, um, even when we are really busy with ministry and, um, that we're getting good time with the Lord is really important and vital for us. Um, just like anybody, you know, especially in stressful seasons and, um, even just pray that we'd be guided to the, the right students Mm. at the time that we do have with them on Monday nights and Friday nights. I just pray that the Lord, you know, he's already working on these students' hearts and I want to get connected to those students that are most ready to maybe have a conversation about who God is and Jesus. And, um, cause there's a lot of people, but, um, we want to love each of them well, and especially the ones that maybe the Lord has already planned mm. um, to draw to himself soon. Mm. Awesome. What would you add to that, Spencer? No, that was great. I think he took mine. That's <laughs> 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 no, good. I think uh, even most specifically where we're at right now, even just in the flow of the year, mm-hmm. we our team has hit it really hard for the first few weeks of launch and getting to meet a lot of students. and. And so now we're kind of transitioning into what would be like our normal weekly rhythms and some of the different students there. So um, I think just praying for wisdom of that, of, you know, we, like Sarah talked about earlier, we are finite. We have finite hours in the day and um, we are really passionate about what we get to do. And so we um, just want to be as effective and, you know, spirit filled and um, discerning as we can be. Um, I think specifically something you can pray for our movement or even the students involved, even kind of jumping off of what Saren was talking about, is just that we would be connected to the students who are most spiritually interested or, um, you know, the ones that God has been working in their lives and the circumstances in their lives to bring them to a point where it's like, man, you just need to be introduced to somebody who follows Jesus or Mm -hmm. maybe read the Bible for the very first time. Um, Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thanks so much for sharing about this. Thanks for taking the time and for taking the time away from Nora Mm -hmm. and uh, to get to have this conversation and get to share about it. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful you guys are here. I'm so thankful for our relationship and friendship that's, that's grown and look forward to all the Lord continues to do. And I'm, I'm excited for uh, the opportunity just for more and more people to take advantage of these opportunities that the Lord's providing in our midst. So um, we continue to be praying for uh, this incredible start and that the Lord would would bear fruit out of that and also bring harvesters right to the to the harvest that's ripe. So yeah. Amen. Amen. Well thank you guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks. And thanks for listening. We love you. And we'll see you one way or another on Sunday.